Hey, everybody, this is a preview of today's members episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button, and become a member today. Merkel Media. This was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed, but no one was supposed to talk about it. I saw three long, bony fingers reach up underneath the door, curl up to grab it, and then disappear. When he came over to me, dude, he slithered over to me. And this giant comes out of the cave, and they're all frozen. And he starts running and firing at this giant. Well, the giant moves. He's got a spear in one hand, and he's running really fast, and spears... Dan holds him up like this. Somebody else, shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face. They basically decapitate him. Got closer, got closer, got closer. When he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12 gauge and I blow his head off. I feel something pulling at my leg. And I look over and there are two small gray entities pulling at me. And they're literally, I'm getting pulled off the bed. I reached my hand into this bush and I touched air. Couldn't breathe and I couldn't move because I know I'm seeing a monster. Yep. yep. to the show everybody listening to the confessionals podcast i'm your host tony merkel thanks for being here if you have a crazy wild experience you want to share with me on the show go ahead and shoot me an email my email address is contact at the confessionalspodcast.com that's contact at the confessionalspodcast.com or go to the website the confessionalspodcast.com hit the contact section and you can reach me that way as well either way works for me just get a hold of me Welcome to another members episode, everybody. We have Jesse coming on the show today. And Jesse is actually a friend of Bobo's. Bobo called me one day telling me I had to talk to his friend Jesse. And that's who we're talking to today. Jesse has many experiences ranging from your classical hauntings and UFO activity to finding himself in a situation where Bigfoot was right outside his window of his RV to seeing what was a pale crawler is how he described it, but it sounded almost like a rake, but it wasn't a rake either. It almost reminded me of the Slender Man. I didn't even bring that up during the interview because it was just a passing thought. And then he also shares his experience where one night he was basically pulled against his will into what we could only describe as something similar to the Upside Down. I don't know how else to describe it, but he shares that experience on today's episode. It's a good one. So let's get to Jesse right now. All right. Today we have Jesse on the show. Jesse, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. Man, I'm glad you're here. So uh, listen, Bobo called me. In fact, uh, it wasn't too long ago that Bobo was on the phone with me, or actually on the show. And that came from a conversation where I was outside mowing the lawn. I talked about it on that episode. I was mowing the lawn and we went out talking for like an hour and a half. And he's like, you know, last time I was on your show and I was like, Bobo, you've never been on my show. 
Well, the whole reason why he called me that day for that conversation was because of you. He's like, hey, in, in the Bobo way, I can't do Bobo impersonations, but he's like, hey, man, like I got a friend that would be really great for your show. But he was just like, he was like, I don't want to force it. I don't want to make you feel like you have to. I'm like, no, man, if you're recommending them, let's do this, you know? Uh, and so uh, here you are, you're Bobo's friend. And uh, you and I were just chatting here a little bit before um, we got recording here. And you were saying how uh, you've listened to the show for a, while, a long time, I guess pretty much in the early days. And you heard the, yeah. the transition in the show with the way I think and stuff. And I'm, I'm actually glad you said that because... I feel like I've changed a lot as a host and I, I actually, I'm glad I did. And I'm glad I, I, I've progressed and I've, I've grown in my thinking and things like that. Uh, I know some people aren't too happy about it, but it is what it is. Uh, but you, along those lines, have things to contribute today with some of the newer type thinking that I have, uh, which, you know, I do a lot of portal type talk conversation, interdimensional conversation. I think that those realms are way more important and real and uh, accessible to a certain extent uh, than what people want to generally b believe. So uh, you have some conversational things about that. You also had uh, Bigfoot encounters and um, some paranormal stuff, UFO, UFO stuff. And I want you to hit on everything. Uh, so I'm just going to hand it over to you and I'm going to let you kind of start sharing with us your experiences, however you want to go about it. Uh, but I'm definitely looking forward to talking about all this stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, to start, uh, when I went to, I took your email that I had for the date and I kind of get it mixed up. I'm a disabled veteran and I get the days mixed up because I'm not, when I'm not doing anything important. And uh, I went, I looked at it a couple days ago. It was there in a the spot I have on there. And I went yesterday thinking it was yesterday and it's only not there. It completely vanished. But an email for a subscription for your podcast was there. It was replaced. And it's, I have like 80,000 emails sitting there from years. I just, I hardly use my email. It's a bunch of ju junk email, except for things like this. And it's gone. It disappeared. And it really tripped me out because you hear about all the uh, interference and things with podcasts and like, you've talked about it. And, and to have it happen to you on the spot, it's pretty nuts. But, um, but yeah, throughout my life, I've, I think, um, about every year, something strange happens to me. Um, whether it's, it, it's, uh, seeing a UFO, um, something sketchy, uh, going down the road. I've always, I think ever since I was young, I think the first thing I remember is about four or five years old, uh, grew up in a trailer park in Northern California. And I used to have this elderly neighbors and I'd go over there all the time. They were good friends of the family. And uh, I remember walking up these stairs that were, they re replacing their stairs on the front porch. Um, and they took the old ones and set them off and they kind of were haphazardly uh, can uh, canned off from the porch. And I'm walking up and I see these gigantic, volleyball sized spiders with little skinny legs jumping up and down. And I ended up running off and telling my parents and my mom's laughing like, yeah, right. And, and I vividly remember it because it was so strange. And a few years after that, I had, I think the first biggest sighting in my life uh, that led to 
uh, a paradigm shift in my thinking was uh, Christmas Eve uh, when I was about seven, six or seven. Well, my cousins had, were visiting from Eureka. We were all out front, the kids. They got, had gotten uh, wired controlled uh, cars with a little horn. They were beeping it. We were having fun. And we see these, uh, these lights kind of flashing on the ground and we all look up and there's this 40 to 50 foot in diameter flying disc. Uh, it was pewter blue, super futuristic and black, uh, black windows. Couldn't see, I remember looking in the windows, couldn't see any inside. And there was really bright, uh, red, uh, red and blue. And I think, I think green, but it's been a while. I don't really remember, uh, the color, but, I remember, um, well, here, I went, we all looked at it. We we're like, oh, cool, flying saucer. And at the time, we didn't know they didn't exist. And so we ran inside and we're like, hey, guys, there's a flying saucer over the roof. And they're all, everyone's laughing. And we're like, okay. We run to the back door and it's gone. And uh, that was it for the night. And because, like I said, I thought they were at the local airport. And so the next day, getting dropped, or the next time I went to school shortly after, I remember on our way to school, I asked my mom, like, hey, can we go check out this flying saucers down at the airport? And that's where they're coming from, right? My mom looks at me, she goes, Jesse, there's no such thing as flying saucers. And I just remember, you know, like, whoa, what are you talking about? We just saw one. And I go, and I just, I just said to myself, I go, well, if that's not real, you know, what else is real? And, and I think that really opened my mind to just be, to just because somebody says something's not real doesn't mean it's not real. And after that, it was, um, I was, like I said, I grew up in a trailer park and our trailer was a double wide rep picture, a big rectangle. And at the end of the hall, there's two bedrooms split on each side. And I was in the one bedroom at the time and parents were up, hall lights on. I'm on a mattress on the floor, hugging the wall along with the door. And there's a dresser in front of me, a little bit over me. And I see this pitch black head about three feet, four feet tall. Um, walk on in. I just see the tip of the head and it just dissipates into the shadows of the room. And I, you know, I'm yelling from, I'm like, my brother's name is Tyler. I'm like, Tyler. And he was like two or three at the time and no one answers and there's no one there. I watched this thing literally disappear. I end up putting a blanket over my head with a little hole, starting to creep, you know, and and uh, just tripping out from it, and that was that, you know, and uh, didn't think didn't think anything of it after that. Then a few years later, I'm on the other side, I think about two three years later, and I'm up in the middle and I can't sleep. The door is wide open and I'm on the far side of the wall this time, and the the doorways at an angle from me in the opposite corner. And I'm just kind of laying there with eyes open, thinking about whatever. And I see this again, four, three, three and a half, four foot tall, pitch back black being shadow man, um, for a lack of a better word, walk by. It stops in the middle of the doorway, then turns its head slowly, looks right at me, turns its head back, and then walks off into the room that I had originally seen it in. And uh, it, it was so black that it, to me, it's like if somebody took non-existent and made it a person, that was it. It, it was, it was 
pitch black in the trailer at the time and you could see and it outlined the darkness it, if that makes sense it it was just you could see fingers you three, three dimensional and and i think after that and starting to think about that that there are things that we don't see and my mom was a uh how would you say she she was raised catholic she's a christian <laughs> you know as you say um and at that time i kind of i didn't know jesus and just kind of was like okay and as i'm getting older i'm seeing strange things here there i'll, I'll look in the, the stars and I, be, I became afraid of stars because at a few points i watched stars play just pinball in the sky bouncing around and and I would be afraid to look at stars because, as you know, when you stare at something, it kind of moves if you're intently staring at it. So when I was young, I'd be like, oh, they're moving, you know. And after seeing that, I was like, oh, are they always, are they all there up there? Is every star an alien? And watching the show sightings and seeing the gray aliens, it used to scare me after seeing it because I'm like, they're out there, you know. And, um, you know, and, uh, and then a bit after that as well, I was in the backyard with my friend. Uh, best friend still to this day and we used to camp out in the backyard and uh, we're looking up and the all of a sudden these two stars just fly off and you could vaguely see a pointed craft with it and it was like it was just hanging out watching us it was probably uh, 80 feet in the air and these things would continue to happen and 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 slowly but surely i would start getting to the new age movement and that way of thinking because i'm like aliens and then you hear these people doing channeling sessions and i'm like oh they're talking to the aliens and the more i looked into it the more i realized that the christian paradigm kept getting mentioned with these beings and they would either say they were jesus they they would con really condemn christianity and go after christianity in a lot of ways and and so I got all into the new age movement and took Eastern religious classes. And, and the more I got into that seemed the more darker my life got. And, um, and I, I, I ended up joining the military, um, when I was about 18, um, used to be a real violent guy, uh, grew up getting bullied, started bullying people back. And, uh, um, while I was in the Marine Corps, I'm still an angry person. Uh, well, let's go take a step back. Well, we'll set that aside for a minute. But while I was in the Marine Corps, um, I ended up we ended up going to Japan, and there's so many stories of ghosts there. From like a uh, gate guard, uh, we'll have stories of these Japanese soldiers will come up and ask you for a cigarette, and when you hand them one, they're gone. You look down, you grab a cigarette, and they're gone. And you hear all these stories. And I ended up being stationed in Iwakuni, uh, Japan, uh, for my last little stint while I was there at this fuel lab. And this, as the story goes, this Japanese worker who were, it was two squares connected with the rectangle hallway in the back. And next door, you had a fuel lab. And the story goes, the Japanese worker, or the, the legend goes, really, this Japanese worker, his wife left him or cheated on him or something along the lines of that. So he hung himself in the laboratory. And when you would go, if you're facing the building, two squares with a rectangle in the back connecting it, and the left square as you're facing it is just your dispatching office. 
And in the back is the door with the plexiglass plexiglass square window um, with like a shower, the shower filter on it. It's all bent to distort the view. You would always see somebody standing there, a black figure. And everybody saw it. Everybody knew it. it was the ghost of the laboratory. And you would see him out of the corner of your eye. Occasionally, you'd see him dead on. Uh, people would be like, who's that guy? You'd open the door. You go in. Nobody's down the hall. Nobody's in the room. You know, it's like five feet of hallway. And uh, eventually, uh, right before I left, I was there during the night. We had a ship come in, and we were receiving a few million gallons of fuel for the station. And so I was there, left to dispatch the drivers going back and forth. And uh, um, I ended up turning the lights off. And when Doom 3 came out, I'm playing Doom 3. It was more of a scary game, and I'm all getting into it. And I kept hearing a noise behind me. And I'm getting myself even more freaked out with the game. And I'm kind of playing it off. I'm like, yeah, the ghost here, he's never bothered anybody in the back of my mind. Well, it eventually came to the point where uh, I'm sitting there zoning out in the game and i start feeling a presence behind me i'm kind of not thinking about it but all of a sudden i feel this hand go right on my shoulder and in that split second i realized i'm the only one here and i ended up shooting up jumping up going out the door and i'm standing as i'm standing out the front i'm thinking uh you know waiting for some shadow figure to look out the window or something nothing happened that but it I think that was more up to that point, the most terrifying, terrifying experience I've ever been through and having an entity or an unknown touch you. This was a preview of today's member episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to the confessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button and become a member today.